McFarland, people in New York, they're getting in their cars as we speak, and they're 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 basically rolling down the windows, getting on the Deegan whatever expressway, yelling McFarland. And it's it's a beautiful thing. Guys, what's going on? Gordo, Pat, what's happening? What's going on? How's it going, Rob? Oh, I, can't, you- I can't think of anything I would rather scream after a great win or a tough loss than McFarland. I feel like Chris Martin, that's exactly what he did. He screamed McFarland. Scream after the game? I think, yeah, I think the that's ESPN what was coming out. Mike's caught that actually. I think he went McFarland after he closed the game. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I know you guys, you guys are trying to contain your excitement, but I know you feel good about this one. It's the, if I do my math correctly, in the last six series now, they've won two. They were one and four in the last five series. And uh, that is not good. They were typically winning the first game in series and then losing the series. This time they win. So what's the vibes? How do you guys feel? Pat, go first. How do you feel? How do you feel about these Red Sox? I don't know. It's always nice beating the Yankees in a series, taking a series in the Bronx especially. But I take it with a grain of salt just because no judge. You know, they're a little beat down. But, I mean, I'm never going to say no to a, a series win in the Bronx. The Yankees aren't that good right now. I got to be honest with you. They're they're all pitching in defense, yeah. you know. So, but still, whatever, man, it's pitching in defense. It's 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 a win. They're uh, they're in everybody's top ten power ranking. So why not, Gordo? How do you feel? I know you, Gordo is a little he's a little giddier. I can tell a little more giddy than Pat. Well, you know, how can you say no to taking a series in the Bronx? I mean. Yes, they they their offense is a complete nothing burger. Anytime judges and in the lineup, so you take it with a grain of salt. But at the same time, I I didn't I didn't love what I saw from the Red Sox in this series. Certainly not on the <laughs> offensive side of the ball. But I mean, we saw great starting pitcher performances from Garrett Whitlock, Tanner Houck, and Brian Bale. And and while I don't, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that that is going to be what we see from them every time they come out there for the rest of the year. We need to see good outings from our young pitchers. Like we need to see these guys taking steps and Bayo looks practically untouchable tonight. He got two runs off of, off of a stupid ball off the base. Like, (laughs) so yeah, I I don't know if the offense is coming back, but they took two out of three. And if they're going to win with starting pitching, let them win with starting pitching. Just get as many wins as you can before anyone on the offense decides they want to start hitting for power again. Well, if you told me that the weekend were beginning with me turning in the worst performance in a baseball game of all time at the media game on that same Yankee Stadium field on Friday morning. How did it happen? Oh, oh, I was so bad. So bad. So bad. And But the great thing is I have this new contraption for the podcast world where I can mic myself up so I can basically so my wife filmed me and I'm standing like like half a field away and I'm micing myself up and the so I'm micing myself up and this is great. The bad part is I get to see myself on film. Holy mackerel. Here's here's a little tip for the youngsters. You might want to practice the game of baseball before playing it for the last three years. Slow bat. Holy crap, slow bat. So anyway, did you, did you look better or worse than Jose Trevino in his in his tenth inning? How about that? How about swinging at a pitch that was heading right for his sternum? It was two, like two or three of them. Yeah, <laughs> I 
just an absolute <laughs> gift it was like it was like one of those gifts where it's like the big presence on the bottom and then the medium presence above that and then you got the little one on top you go little by little. yeah oh you mean like the like the russian figurines <laughs> no yeah you could, yeah so, okay semi like that i'm thinking of, i was thinking like a stack of like i feel like that people usually give like candy or nuts in these things you got the big the biggest one on the bottom which is probably the best <laughs> you start small and you you open them little by little so first he swings at one that's like pretty far inside then he swings at one that's really inside and then he swings at one that's going to hit him then he strikes it out all right well i think th there's no been no better uh explanation or analogy than that maybe the history of baseball um so before i get to before i get to how i feel gordo i gotta be honest with you i don't think i'm gonna have to buy that plane ticket i don't think jaron duran's making the all-star game listen if they, if they have an all-star spot for getting two hits in your first two at-bats in a Sunday night baseball game, you might have to buy that ticket. Uh, you know, it's it's so close. So close. And then Adam Duvall showed up, and then he just ruined small. everything. Are you still going to go? Are you still going to go? You want to pick, ah. pick another player? You want to pick another player that I send you the all-star game for? All right. Pablo yes. Reyes. Pablo Aaron Reyes. Aaron Judge. <laughs> Judge goes. No, not Aaron Judge. Okay, fine. Show, show head. No, show he has head. to. Okay, here's here's the caveat. I will buy you a trip to the All Star Game if you pick the right player. If you pick a player on the Red Sox who plays shortstop. Currently, <laughs> um, well, Rafi plays on the left side of the infield. If that counts, yeah, yeah. I don't even know if he's going to make it. Yeah, at this point, who knows? They might only have one guy to make it. What Yoshida's like the only shoe in, right? Yeah, Yoshida, right? I would, I would imagine so. Yeah, maybe, like maybe Kenley, maybe. It's like they'll get Yoshida, yeah. and then you can put four guys in a box of maybe, and they'll probably get one of those four. Yeah, well, that's no idea. This is the credo of the Red Sox 2023 Red Sox: colon maybe. I mean, they're a bunch of maybe. It's like it's, they're maybeing their way all the way to to a 500 season. Anyway, so. Hey, here's the vibe. Here's what you have. I try to I try to zig when everyone's zagging. I know people don't feel good about the Red Sox right now. I know they don't even don't feel good about the Red Sox after this. They don't. I mean, I can tell on your your looks on your faces. I can tell. I can tell that you guys are, are powering through, trying to be optimistic. But I will say this: four back now, right? The wild card, four back. Uh, you have the standing between the Astros have the last wild card, then the Blue Jays, then the Angels, then the Red Sox. Now, here's the thing that was shocking to me. If they could ever figure this out, do you understand that the best spot to be in in the entire postseason in the American League is where they could potentially end up? You realize that? What, like playing, like playing the Twins? To play in the Twins. Or playing whatever, whoever yeah, wins yeah. that division. The number three spot in the wild card. That's what I'm saying. Like, forget about the they wouldn't want they shouldn't want the division. They shouldn't want any of the all they should want is to barely sneak past the Blue Jays, the Astros, the Yankees, the Angels, whoever. Just get that number three spot, then you go. Then you have the the playoff Alex Cora managerial stint. You're on your way. Am I psyching you guys up anymore now or no? Well, yes, <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. 
I'm not going to tell you anything about that. Wait, I didn't think of because that that division is yeah. So I think. You know how this is working. So the top two gets buys. The third seed is the division winner. It doesn't matter about the record. So the third seed plays the last wild card, the sixth seed. So there you go. That's what you're playing. You're playing the Twins. You're playing the Twins. And if you can't beat the Twins, then what are you going to do? You don't deserve to be there if you can't beat the Twins. Well, you probably don't deserve to be there. But still, you're playing the (laughs) Twins. You're playing the twins, but I, you know, I, it's, and I wrote, I don't know how you guys feel too. And we're going to get more as this gets closer. Cause you guys are the, who says no crew. Um, but it is shaping. I wrote this today. It is shaping up to be another very uncomfortable trade deadline. Isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Middling yeah. team. And then the guys who are on one year deals are also like respected vets in the clubhouse. Do you move them? Do you stay? It's going to be weird. It's gonna be. It's, it's gonna, gonna be weird. Gordon, what do you think? It's just it's so hard. It's so because there's still a couple a couple of months out. It's just so hard to say because you're right. If they sell, the guys who are on one year contracts are also like the leaders of the clubhouse. So we're gonna even though it's not like it's Xander Bogarts and JD Martinez like grizzled vets championship red Sox that are that are on expiring contracts it's guys that like things are going to get uncomfortable if we get to that point right just justin turner yeah. uh player options for next year so basically a one-year contract um you know you adam duvall uh you could even like throw in kenley jansen you know who like that has that second year so you want to throw him in good james paxton dk paxton yeah Cole yeah play himself chris martin Cold play Chris Martin. Exactly. So it's, it's, I think it's going to be that. So if we could, if we go by right now as you sit here and you land on at the end of July, where as you sit here right now, it's going to be super uncomfortable, man. Like, and, and I, I guarantee you they won't play, play to try, try to play both sides of the fence like they did last year. When you say in the same spot, are you saying that they're still 500 or that they're still four? Out? No, they're still four back. Okay. Whatever, whatever that is. So it's still four back. They have two teams in front of them. Um, hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And they, they feel kind of good about themselves, but not super good about themselves. You know, and so, I mean, it, and here's a reality, too. Is that we could, it is going to be uncomfortable, but they should keep this in mind. If there's a semblance of optimism about them getting that, as we say, that coveted third spot in the wild card, it doesn't take much to add to a team. It doesn't. Go back to 2021. I looked this up today. Aldo Ramirez, the guy that they got for Kyle Schwarber, holy crap. He hasn't pitched since 2021 and hasn't made it above double A. Oh, no, I'm sorry, above single A. Alex Scherf, the guy they got for Hansel Robles, who actually, like, you can say what you want, B 
besides like I know that that Pat he was your favorite player because he benched like fifty thousand pounds, but yep. like like <laughs> come on, you know what workout he, he was he was jacked. He is a big dude, and he was also always throwing like the the fifty pound baseball for some reason. But he uh, they gave up a guy named Alex Scherf. Hasn't made it above double A, which is where he was with the Red Sox organization when they traded him. And then um then the last one, um Austin Davis, big fudge. Remember who he's traded for? Michael Chavis. I don't know if you know this, DFA'd by the Pirates. Yeah. So it my point is is that you don't have to a lot of times give up a lot to get something that helps you. Just keep that now it all comes back to do they they can do that, or do they want to do, or do do they actually want to add to this team? Do they actually believe in this team, or do they want to take what they have and say, you know, what's worth more to us getting something for these guys instead of going for it? Am I making sense? Yeah, no, you you make great sense. And to be honest with you, I think I think a lot of fans, that at least this this off season, learned that. You know, standing pat and adding guys who, you know, are rule five eligible is gonna like it bites you as you approach the as you approach as you approach the rule five draft. So even if you're four games out and you don't feel great about their chances, if you're if you're trading a guy who is gonna need to be on the or who already is on the 40 man and you're opening up a spot for next year, you're saving yourself some potential hurt later on. So sometimes, you know, you might acquire a rental and you might miss the playoffs and call it a waste but in the end you're adding a guy to the 40 men later who you may not have you may have had to leave unprotected or maybe you're the guy you're trading is a guy you were going to non-tender like we like we're gonna something's gonna happen with bobby dahlbeck so <laughs> that's what, so through that's all of that through all of that you're like russell crowe in a beautiful mind like drawing stuff on the window and then basically like you're i got it it all comes back to Bobby Dahlback. It does. It does. <laughs> Buy or sell. They they could sell everything, and it, something is going to still have to happen with Bobby. They like no matter what. Is yeah, he going to make I, the All Star team? <laughs> Just kidding. What do they, Gordo? Gordo. If Bobby Dahlback makes the All Star team. I will buy you T-Mobile Stadium. <laughs> you got yourself a deal. All right. All right. All right, Rob. I'm going to need you to hit high mug. Got to get the call. You saw that conversation <laughs> well, he was having. See what? See what the, the do you missed the you missed the the opening there. Pat left you a very obvious opening. What he's going to make the All Star team. MLB All Star team. Ah, too late. <laughs> well, hold on. I do they do they do a minor league All Star game? That's of not course. the Futures game. They have the yes, they, yes, they have the Triple A All Star game. They have it. Oh, God. congratulations! You have just won a stadium. Congratulations. It's okay. You can you can buy me Polar Park. I'll take that. What what are you gonna What are you gonna do with your new stadium? That's what I want to know. Well, it depends on this. Am I getting Polar Park or am I getting T-Mobile? No, he promised you two. Oh, okay. T-Mobile, T-Mobile, T-Mobile. He promised you T-Mobile. So what are you gonna do with it? Put in some nice curtains, some feng shui. I'm just gonna figure out a way to get J Rod on the Red Sox. Okay. (laughs) Did you hear my J Rod story? My tale of woe. No, fill me in. So I guess he doesn't do a lot of interviews anymore. They really protect him. So he was in the book, like in one of the passages. Yeah. And uh, so I gave him a book because, you know, 
And I said, and I didn't realize he did an interview. So, hey, can I grab you, you know, for the podcast? Okay, sure. So I talked to him for whatever it is, six or seven minutes. And it was great. Asked him about when he realized he was a star. He said when some soccer player acknowledged him. Asked him if he could start a team with any player. Who would it be? Any franchise? Because for me, I always said him. And he said himself. So, but it was great. Except it didn't record. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. And then I saw in the field, because that's happened to me maybe like twice in my entire career. But I had my new contraption and I and I messed up. And and I said, you know, you gotta you gotta at least try to go back. You gotta because sometimes they do it and it's like, nah, I gotta do stuff. I'm like, I can't argue, I'm not putting up a fight. I totally respect that because that was my screw up. That was bad. And by the way, that same day, I also lost an interview with Bryce Miller. How, the, how so? the kid who's like who came out and like this threw fastballs and struck everybody out. So there you go. But at Julio Rodriguez, I concur. Uh, I would I would like to if, if if I just was awarded a stadium like you were, Gordo, I would want him in it. Yes. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm petitioning to get him out of it. I want it, I want him in Boston. Get him in this stadium. I'm right. Well, one for the team. I have ownership, but come on. Like I'm. I'm oh, look at you! You're not letting. You're changing his key card. Yeah. No, he's gonna be like that that Jets player. The Jamal Adams. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, I'm I'm part of this community, man. It's all Boston. I I may own a stadium in Seattle, but I know where my roots are. I know where my heart is. There, there, there you go. See, it's all like when it's kind of like when Jeter owned the Marlins, and then immediately traded Giancarlo Stanton to the Yankees. Right, and then it ruined yeah. the franchise, and then started doing commercials for like whatever. I mean, it's a, yeah. I mean, it's it's a, it's a perfect analogy. I always compare Gordo with Jeter. Who doesn't? It's happened a few times before. We, we we by the way we we went into um, Times Square the other day to do some uh, some grassroots book promotion with Joe Kelly. We went around showing p- people p- pictures of Joe Kelly and Derek Jeter, asking them who was better looking. Ninety nine percent said Joe Kelly. I assume. Uh, no, but then he showed they showed the fight to other people, and he said, and, uh, and this is tw- I tweeted this out. He showed the fight of him beating up Tyler Austin, and the guy's like, "Who do you think won the fight?" And the guy, construction worker, the guy on top, he's like, "That's me, that's me." So, so I always like those man in the street things. So there yeah, you go. Those are fun. The yeah. Matt Harvey one. I feel like that was the. I that's the that, one. Is that the OG yeah. one? That, that is the OG one, yeah. Like where yeah. he made he made the All Star team, or he was getting making the All Star team, and nobody in New York knew the guy with the Harvey jersey didn't know who he was. <laughs> that was great. Uh, well, all right, guys. Well, how do you so in, in synopsis? You feel good. You feel all right. You feel like compared to when you woke up this morning, how do you feel about the Boston Red Sox? Pat, I'll let you go first. <laughs> About the Red Sox, I would say the same, but I feel, I mean, I'm going to go to bed happy. We took two out of three in the Bronx, which is a win. Okay. A big win. I'll take that any day. All right. I'll tell you. When I, when I woke up this morning, I felt good about the starting pitching. I felt terrible about the offense, and I have felt terrible about the defense for a while. And today, we saw great starting pitching. We saw at least one error. And 
we saw terrible offense. So yes, I feel the exact same. However, we're going into a series against the Rockies. Let's let's just please make it go better than the series against the Reds. That's let me let me let me ask you guys this: on Tuesday, if they could say, "Okay, we're going to have two events at Fenway Park. We're going to have the Red Sox play in the Rockies, and we're going to have DeAndre Hopkins doing his meeting with the Patriots at second base, which would get more fans." Wait, what? De- what, De- what do you mean he's meeting at second base? It'd be D Hop. It would be D Hop. Yeah. So Hopkins is meeting with the Patriots on Tuesday. Okay. Yes. This is Pat. You know where I'm coming from with this. Yes. You're saying if there were two events, one there was, was two, the Red Sox Rockies oh, game. You could like one was you the, could watch. You could watch the D Hop meeting. Yeah. Oh, or D Hop would triple D-Hop the would crowd. Okay. It would D-Hop. triple the crowd. Triple. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't have to sell student nine for the D Hop uh, meeting, huh? No. no, they'd be handing out free tickets outside Fenway. <laughs> it'll be like it'll be like the when they're when they're in the playoffs and they send out the student nines text, but it's actually really student thirties. Is it really? Did they do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Ooh, yeah. They no, they do that, and they, I think they did it for opening day this year too. I think it was like student twenties or something. Student nineteen. Yeah, it's like student nines. It's like twenty seven ninety nine. You're like, all right, <laughs> wow. Okay, it's like it's still cheaper than StubHub or however else you're gonna get it. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, that's when I roll up in my Steve Buscemi backwards hat and skateboard. <laughs> Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> give me this. Give me. Give me. Give me. Give me the student twenty seven ninety nines. So the first time, the first time I met Rob was in Cooperstown, and that was the first sentence that left his mouth. Cooper's like, "Oh, uh, Rob, these are my friends." And Rob just goes, "How do you do, fellow kids?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I tend to wear out lines. I pay apologies. Uh, all right, guys. Good stuff.